Spotify are slashing jobs while at the same time not paying small creators for streams. Your music gear is costing more than it ever has before thanks to inflation. And social media platforms are not only changing names, but changing the way they monetize your content. So what can we do about all of this? We can talk about movies. My name is Pete Johns. Welcome to the Studio Live Today podcast. What we usually focus on on this podcast is music industry news and helping you create and record and release your best music. But it's December. It's holiday season here in 2023. So I thought we would change pace and talk about something fun. And in this week's show, we're talking about movie soundtracks. Yeah, those wonderful songs, wonderful composers and artists and bands and creators that put their heart and soul into making sure that when you are sitting down to watch a couple of flicks this holiday season, that there's some great music behind them. I've always been a fan of music soundtracks, of buying them on CD. I own probably hundreds of them on CD. There's some really, really good ones. And I've broken down my top 10. Yeah, who doesn't love a top 10? So I'm going to count them down from 10 all the way down to my number one movie soundtrack. Now, I want to put this out to you. What is your favorite movie soundtrack? There's a few ways to interact with this over on the YouTube channel. I've already got a post up there and folks are sharing their experience and their favorite movie soundtracks as well on the Create, Record, Release Facebook group. That's linked down in the description. You can jump over there and share. Or of course, if you're watching the video version of this podcast, the comment section is where I'd love for you to share your favorite movie soundtracks. Before we dive in, you probably need to just clarify because movie soundtracks can kind of be two different things. There's the soundtracks that are the instrumental music behind the song. Think John Williams, think Hans Zimmer. That's what a lot of folks think about when they think of movie soundtracks. So interestingly, when I asked this question, I got a bunch of people telling me about Star Wars and telling me about The Hobbit and all of these great uh, movie soundtracks that have been composed and orchestrated by great composers. And then... There's probably what I think of what I think movie soundtrack, the more contemporary movie soundtrack, your Grease, your Titanic, you know what I'm saying? So that's probably the way that I've gone here. A little bit mixed in there that we'll talk about as we go through, but however you define it, music is a pivotal part of movies, of the movie experience, because if you've ever listened or watched a movie or a TV show without music, it's weird. It doesn't work. It doesn't have that atmosphere. Music can create the, you know, the dark and creepy atmosphere of a horror movie or the light and bright rom-com or the gutsy, gritty action, whatever your genre of movie, you can bet your bottom dollar that there's going to be some music involved. It's also an opportunity for you. Have you ever thought about doing music syncing? Yeah, maybe not on you know, A-list feature films, but there's plenty of people making independent movies or TV shows or even internet video that are looking for music. So we're not completely out of the realm of talking about you and your music creation, but we are definitely going a little bit lighter this week. I hope uh, you enjoy this one. We'll have a quick drink. <clears throat> from my Studio Live Today mug, available at studiolivetoday.com slash merch. And we will dive on in and start talking about my top 10. Why don't we go with number 10? Now, I mentioned that sometimes a movie soundtrack has songs and sometimes it just has the instrumentals that create the atmosphere. And one of my favorites, one of my all-time go-to soundtracks is 
interview with the vampire. Yes, the Brad Pitt, Tom Cruise vehicle. The, the soundtrack album to this one is absolutely brilliant. Now, I've realized that I've forgotten the name of the composer that composes this, which is really terrible. Uh, and I'm, uh, if, if, I'm, if I can think on my feet here, I'm going to look it up for you. <laughs> because here's the problem that you have. <clears throat> A lot of these soundtracks have actually been put together and put onto YouTube or YouTube Music or other places by third parties, by random fans, because some of them are available to stream and to play and some aren't. So as we go through this, You'll see, now, guy's name's Elliot. Someone's going to correct me. I'm going to leave it out there. Elliot, and it's a G name, Golenthal. Anyway, uh, he creates some, <clears throat> excuse me, some really great music for Interview with the Vampire, really atmospheric music. And this is one of my go-tos when I'm just sitting down and I want to listen to something a little bit like just just interesting, really instrument, interesting instrumentation, some great orchestral sounds, some just really good instrumental music, and then uh, Sympathy for the Devil the Guns N' Roses cover of the Old Stones song. So it's, it's a really interesting one, but there's some really good stuff in there. There's some some waltzes. There's, it's, it, you know, Interview with the Vampire, the, the, the classic tale. Uh, so yeah, it really, really does bring that, uh, that movie alive. And I love the movie. Well, I loved it back in the day. Don't know how it holds up. Maybe maybe it holds up well. Uh, we'll have to go back and explore that. So that's kind of my crossover one there. The rest of these, it's mostly about the songs and the artists. Let's jump into number nine, shall we? <laughs> Beavis and Butthead do America. What? And this is another one that I owned the CD of this and played it again and again and again. I can't seem to find it officially, but again, there's some playlists that you can find. If you do your searching and you dig around, usually it's a, it's a user on your, on your Spotify's or your YouTube's or your Apple Music's that has put these together, and that's the case with this one. So, who have you got on this? You've got some Isaac Hayes, you've got some Red Hot Chili Peppers, one of my favourite Chili Peppers songs, Love Roller Coaster, which is very cool. You've got some Ozzy Osbourne in there. Uh, there's just some great, fun songs that you can check out in here. No Doubt's in there. LL Cool J. Did you know that LL Cool J stands for Ladies Love Cool James? Yeah, I found that out uh, a while ago, and I'm like, wow, that's uh, that's that's a bit uh, self uh, self flagellating and presumptuous there. But uh, the Beavis and Butthead Do America soundtrack from 1996, and of course, it's got the classic version of "I Got You, Babe." Uh, if you if you can remember back to the movie, uh, it, it's Cher singing with with Butthead. <clears throat> yeah, it's a thing. It's a whole thing. Uh, I'm going to talk about some honourable mentions as we go through here as well, because some that didn't, some that didn't make my list, but are still pretty cool that you might dig, uh, and and one that's got some great music. Uh, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. I love the songs in that, but again, it's not the sort of soundtrack that I'm going to sit down and vibe to, but it definitely has some cool stuff. And uh, High Fidelity is a great movie and has a great soundtrack, but uh, yeah, it's, it, that's more about the movie being about music as opposed to the actual soundtrack being <clears throat> a whole bunch of bands or songs that I really dig. So uh, we'll give you a couple of honourable mentions as we go through, because you're going to be shaking your fist going, Johns, I can't believe you didn't include whatever the name of your favourite soundtrack is. Number eight, Back to the Gosh Darn Future. Yeah, so Alan Silvestri, who's the composer on this one, created the amazing... Uh, doodle, 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 doodle. Robert Demeckis. Uh the sounds that you hear throughout Back to the Future, but the the songs that they actually use in there, obviously Huey Lewis and the News are just 
my jam, come on, who, who wasn't around in the 80s and didn't love themselves, a little bit of Huey Lewis and the news. But if, if you think about think about the classic songs, you've got Johnny Be Good in there, you've got Earth Angel in there, you've got um, Mr. Sandman when he's back in the 50s. It is really, really cool. There's a lot of great music in there, as, so, as well as the little themes, the Alan Silvestri themes. You've got some great music, some classic music from uh, the years. And then back in time, at the end of the movie, to be continued, back in time. And look, it doesn't hurt that Back to the Future is my favourite. Well, Back to the Future 2 is my favourite movie of all time. Back to the Future is right up there. So, uh, yeah, I do love the Back to the Future soundtrack. And you might be thinking to yourself, by the way, right now, uh, why am I just listening to you talk about these songs? Why don't you play some of the songs and some of the soundtracks? Well, if you know anything about copyright and content ID, you'll know what a slippery slope that is. So maybe I'll sing a couple of them too. It's the power of love. Maybe I'll do that. Maybe we'll do some karaoke renditions of some of my favorite songs as we go through here. Uh, number seven. This one is a bit of a deep cut, but this is not only a really good soundtrack, but it's a great movie from 1999. It's one of the one of those classic pre like your American Pies and whatnot, your pre-9-11, let's all just, you know, make a fun movie and have a good time. But Go, the, the, the movie Go is really good. It's actually really hard to find the movie as well as the soundtrack. So you basically have to put Go movie soundtrack 1999 because go is a very generic thing but check out the bands that we have on here we got some no doubt we got some massive attack we got uh, a dean martin tune we got fat boy slim's gangster trip and a very classic song we got the band air and len steal my sunshine by len is a really great song if, if you don't know it steal my sunshine do, 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 you know it you know it you've heard it uh, we got some lenny kravitz on there so a really really cool even natalie imbruglia australia's own natalie Imbruglia. So a really, really cool soundtrack. If you want to, if you want to get your late 90s on, uh, if you want to get a bit nostalgic about the late 90s, uh, not only is the movie Go a great option, but the soundtrack to the movie Go is really cool as well. We'll jump into number six in just a minute, but a couple more uh, uh, honourable mentions here. Uh, you mean Good Morning Vietnam. I used to love the soundtrack to that thing. You got your old school, all your old 60s songs are on there. And if you listen to the soundtrack as I did back in the sort of early 90s, yeah, all the little Robin Williams bits. And look, I don't know that they hold up, but they were really funny at the time. I dug it. The Breakfast Club. Many people will be ashamed that I don't have The Breakfast Club here, but let's be honest, apart from the Simple Minds track, it's not that great. There's not a whole lot on Simple Minds uh, on the uh, on the soundtrack. I know, blasphemous. People are going to be coming after me for that one. And Grease. Yeah, the Grease soundtrack, or if you're some strange folks, the Grease 2 soundtrack that a lot of people seem to, to like. Uh, yeah, look, there's some amazing songs on Grease. But again, is it the sort of thing I'm going to stick on? Maybe, maybe occasionally. But yeah, it's all, it's good. You're the one that I want. Grease Lightning. Um, yeah, it's a real something wagon, right? So yeah, I, I do love the songs from the movie Grease, but uh, it's not, it doesn't, it hasn't cracked my top 10. And hopefully once you see, you know, six and up, you'll, you'll know why. Because if you know me and you know my taste in music, the soundtracks we're going to go through here are probably pretty obvious. Except perhaps this one. Because at number six, we have... The classic Pulp Fiction soundtrack. Yes. Hey, hey. 
Yes, that one. Uh, and again, the cool thing about this one is you get to hear the little bit, so you get to hear the Royale with cheese bit, and then it kicks into Cool and Gang on with Jungle Boogie. Very, very cool stuff. Now, the challenge you have with some of these, and if you're watching the video version, you're seeing on my screen right now, that of the whole soundtrack, so I had the CD of this, Obviously, the CD over time, they're not going to have problems with licensing deals. They're not going to have problems with the different bands. And the problem with compilation albums is that at the time when they do the movie and they've got the soundtrack, it's all good. But sometimes, some of your streaming platforms, your Spotify's, your Apple Music's, your YouTube Music's, they don't have the rights to all the songs that are on these albums. And they kind of pick them and pull them off of different uh, things. So, yeah, it's a little bit sad when you come down here and you, you see a little a little exclamation mark and it's like, no, you can't you can't listen to uh, Al Green because we, uh, we can't listen to Dusty Springfield, Son of a Preacher Man. I mean, you can. You can go to, go to another album and hear those songs on there, which is why a lot of the fan-made playlists for movie soundtracks are actually better than the original movie soundtracks. Because, I mean, I've got Pulp Fiction up here in YouTube Music. I've searched the Pulp Fiction soundtrack soundtrack if i research it i'm going to find uh, other people that have put together uh, their own non-official so here's one and look at that yeah so i found the non-official pulp fiction being put together by tarantino fm and check it out every single song is on there because they've gone and pulled them from other sources so some of them are coming from the official soundtrack, but the vast majority of them are coming from other sources. Now, it's not necessarily dodgy, but it's just it's just them creating their own fan-made compilation. So keep that in mind. If you're a movie soundtrack fan and you want to hear the original soundtrack, sometimes they're hard to find. But if you, if you know where to look and you know how to do it, you'll get there. Uh, a couple of, couple of honourable mentions. Speaking of the 80s, we weren't. That was the 90s, but the 80s. Uh, the Top Gun soundtrack. I mean, that's absolutely classic, 1987, Take My Breath Away, um, you got the Berlin song there, uh, Highway to the Danger Zone, the Kenny Loggins song, so that's 80s-tastic. And uh, one of my sister's favourites of all time, uh, Dirty Dancing. Yes, nobody puts Baby in a corner. My sister had the Dirty Dancing vinyl, the big vinyl album of that with the, you know, the classic cover with Swayze and Grey just doing their thing on the cover. The Dirty Dancing in that scribed font. Yeah, you're picturing it right now. I know you are. I know you are. I know you are, Kevin. <laughs> Kevin's a big, a big Dirty Dancing fan. Okay, I just like to throw names out there so that the off chance that someone with that name is just sitting there and they're like, yeah, I really... Oh my God, looking around. Where's the camera? What's going on? So, uh, yes. <clears throat> uh, let's move on. Back onto my list. Number five. Yes, we're into the top five soundtracks of all time. And these these top fives, you're going to be like, man, Johns, you're a basic bee. I'm telling you. Because my number five is singles. Because of course it is. Because I'm a grunger. Because I was around in the early 90s. Because Seattle. Now, is the movie singles good? Not really. It's okay. It's like a, it's like a dirty, grungy version of Friends from memory. I haven't watched it in a couple of decades. But is the music from the soundtrack to singles amazing? Yeah. Like, you know how sometimes you'll go down and, and I'll tell you the names of bands or artists and you'll be like, oh, yeah, there's a couple in there. No, 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 no. Check this out. Alice in Chains, Pearl Jam, Chris Cornell, The, Lemma, the, the Lovemongers, Pearl Jam again, uh, Paul Westerberg, Jimi Hendrix and Screaming Trees. Nearly lost you. I mean, yeah, that's some amazing stuff on there. And even the ones you don't know, 
Trust me, you know. If you were around in the 90s, in the early 90s, you know them. Screaming Trees nearly lost you as one of the most underrated. Screaming Trees are an underrated grudge, 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 grunge band. See, I say garage band so much, saying grunge band, garunge, sounds a bit weird. But yeah, I nearly, I nearly lost you. And the cool thing about the Screaming Trees is if you've ever seen them play and you've seen the film clip, the music video, we, we used to call them film clips here in Australia. I had this discussion with my wife the other day. It's weird. Film clip. Music video. But the music video has the, the guitarists uh, and bass player from the Screaming Trees. They are large dudes. They are they are gentlemen of girth. And it was really cool back in the day because I was, I was a chunky dude with long hair. And I was like, hey, if it worked for the Screaming Trees maybe it will work for me. Because let's be honest, when you were looking at like the 80s and 90s pop scene, it was all like skinny people uh, in you know bad clothing, uh, especially that sort of late 80s, like the pop star mold, apart from maybe our old mate Meatloaf, but pop star mold was like a whole bunch of skinny fit people. And uh, it was nice. Nice to see some chunky dudes out there rocking out. So screaming trees for the win. So the singles, uh, go check it out. If you've never listened to it, it's worth a listen. Uh, Honourable mentions. Now, one that came up in every list that I'm not into, mostly because I'm not a Prince fan, but it came like top five, top ten of almost every list that I read, is Purple Rain. Purple Rain, Purple Rain. Uh, and look, I get it. Prince, like the He Who Should Not Be Named, really talented songwriter, really talented musician. And apparently that movie has a bit of a cult following status. It's a bit like other things that I didn't even put in the honourable mention, like the Rocky Horror Picture Show and uh, what's, what's the one with the singing plant? Seymour. Yeah, that one. Uh, people are screaming at the moment and, and yelling at me for not remembering the name of, of that one. Um, there was a stage show of it too. Oh, Rick Moranis. No. Not coming to me. Um, but uh, Rocky, no, Rocky Horror is the other one. But what, what was my point here? Yeah, Purple Rain. I was just never into into that. Uh, speaking of things that I was never really into, Titanic. I mean, you couldn't escape the Titanic soundtrack. Near, far, wherever you are. Yeah, my heart will go on. And uh, how there wasn't room on that raft. Rose, you could have pulled Jack up. I'm just saying. You could have pulled Jack up. Let's move on to my number four, shall we? Number four, yeah, you knew this was coming. You knew The Crow had to be in my top 10 music movie soundtracks of all time. Why? Because it starts with The Cure and just keeps getting better from there. You got The Cure in here. You got Stone Temple Pilots. You got Nine Inch, Mother Love and Nails. You got Rage Against the Mother Love and Machine, Violent Femmes, Roland's Band, Helmet, Pantera. I mean, yeah, it, it's it's like singles, but the, singles is kind of like the grungy one, sort of. The, it's kind, it's the semi-soft. <laughs> singles is the semi, and the full, I'm just going to say it, the full erection is uh, The Crow. <laughs> The Crow original motion picture soundtrack. I played it to death, the CD of it, uh, to the point where I've, I've still got it somewhere, but the cover's cracked and the disc is scratched because it just got played so many times. It's all killer, no filler on that album. Again, even the stuff that you're like, I don't really know this band, they just rock. They, they selected an amazing selection of music for that one. You know what I don't really understand? Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> Um, I, I, I get it, it's retro, it's nostalgia, like, I keep seeing these playlists pop up, and again, this one popped into all of it, because I'm not a Marvel guy, and I really hope it's Marvel and not DC, and I'm not going to get in trouble from the comic book 
lovers. But um, look, I'm a nerd, but I'm a, I'm a particular type of nerd. I'm not a comic book nerd, and I don't really get the whole Guardians of the Galaxy thing. And I like 80s music. I'm all in for the nostalgia of the neon goodness and the new wave and all that sort of stuff, but I don't really get the whole Guardians of the Galaxy every time I see that big, that tape. You know the tape? You know that image of the tape that pops up and it just starts playing old school music? I don't understand it. And uh, because I'm an old man that yells at clouds, if I don't understand it, it must be wrong. Yes, a bit of ASMR. Drinking out of my mug there. Should we, should we reveal number three? We're down to the top three albums of all time. Now, this movie, as well as the movie soundtrack, is one of my guilty pleasures. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> if I'm if I'm telling the truth, I'm not going to lie. Uh, it is what it is. Um, to be to be honest, yeah, all those things. Uh, it's Clueless. Yeah, look, I love Clueless. I had a massive crush on Alicia Silverstone. I think that Paul Rudd's one of the greatest humans in the world of all time. I just thought that Clueless was a fun movie. And I don't know, uh, Brittany Murphy, come on, like rolling with the homies. Uh, yeah, I still have a soft spot for the movie Clueless. Uh, even just to check out their, uh, their mobile phones, their cell phones that they had back then. It was such a snapshot of mid-90s awesomeness. And the, uh, the music... So, it opens, again, with uh, Kids in America, but the Muffs cover of Kids in America. you then got some Cracker, you got some Counting Crows, Lucius Jackson, you got Radiohead in there, uh, you got the Beastie Boys, you got the Mighty Mighty Boss Tones, you got Supergrass, and you, you end up with uh, Jill Sabule. So, uh, I want to be a supermodel. Yeah, so there's amazing tracks on that album. Some of my favourite bands, some of my favourite songs, and it's just a bloody fine and i've watched it recently look yes there's some cringe moments uh, but it holds up for the most part it kind of holds up and i kind of love it so uh clueless who would have thunk it that johns has clueless as his third best of all time uh, when i talked to my wife about this i asked her about hers and uh, she had to think about it a while and then she's like no i got it I'm like, oh, really? I'm like, and I, try, I tried to guess. I gave it a few guesses and was nowhere near it. And she's like, yeah, it was, they made a movie. In fact, they made two of them. And uh, it's really good, really great music on there. And I'm like, I've got no idea what you're talking about. And it's the movie Sister Act, which, again, i got to admit, it wouldn't hold up these days because it's probably not 2023 compliant in terms of the movie. It's got some weird plot points and things in there, but um, not as bad as Nuns on the Run, I guess, which is something else I equate it to nuns uh, but sister act yeah i will follow him follow him nothing like old school 50s 60s doo-wop songs that have been re-kajiggered to be about our lord and savior <laughs> my apologies for any potential blaspheme <clears throat> um the other thing she mentioned was she's like what's that tom uh, tom hanks movie with the the old school band and like yes that thing you do doing that thing you do it was about a fictional kind of Beatles-esque band called The Wonders or The Oneidas, and they were they, they'd play music. And weirdly enough, the fictional band, in, in the true honour and style of the Archies, ended up actually getting onto the charts with the song, the theme song, or the, the, the main song from the movie. So there you go, there's a bit of movie trivia for you, that uh, a made-up song by a made-up band that's fictionalised actually made the charts. So go figure. Interesting stuff. All right. Uh, number two. Can we get a drum roll? I saw, uh, I saw this recently. I saw the, the stage version, the play of this. It's Cruel Intentions. 
Oh, a dark, dark movie. And again, a, a snapshot of, uh, of 90s goodness. But my goodness, is there some amazing artists on here. You got Praise You by Fatboy Slim. You got Coffee and TV by Blur. You got Counting Crows on there. You got Marcy Playground, my favorite Marcy Playground. Coming up from, coming up from, coming up, coming up from behind. Skunk and Nancy. Remember Skunk and Nancy? And of course, The Verve's Bittersweet Symphony. So yeah, an absolute powerhouse of 90s goodness. Some great songs on there. Definitely worth a listen. Uh, if you, again, if you want an absolute hit of nostalgia and you want to go back in time and listen to something fun, well, not fun, probably dark and brooding, but very, very 90s, Cruel Intentions is where you want to go. Couple of final mentions here before we go to number one. But again, thank you. If you're watching the video version here, I hope you've been letting me know if you're watching the live premiere version in the chat or if you're watching the replay. Let us know in the comments because maybe there's stuff I should be out there listening to. Maybe there's some movie soundtracks that I've forgotten about that I didn't know were cool that I, that I should go and watch the movie of. Like maybe, maybe, maybe you really love that holiday road song from the vacation movies. So that's your favorite. I'm not going to judge. I think the vacation movies are kind of cool. Christmas vacation, got to watch it this time of year. Uh, a couple again, a couple more um, honourable mentions. You can't really talk about movie soundtrack without talking Disney. I mean, Lion King, Frozen, Encanto. If you want to go old school, like right back to Beauty and the Beast and uh, Cinderella, like they they have a way. They know what they're doing over there. Over there at the Disney factory, they know what they're doing. And Shrek, you know, come on. Hey, Val, you're an all-star. Get your game. No, no. No? Okay, maybe not. Uh, DreamWorks, not quite there. But yeah, Disney do know how to make anime. And uh, I'll admit it, I've listened to the Encanto soundtrack more times than I care to admit. I actually really like the Tangled soundtrack. Really good. Mandy Moore, who played the main lead in Tangled. Uh, so yeah, Disney, if you're a Disney, if you're a Disney adult, mm, yeah, have some pride. You're allowed to be a Disney adult. I know some people think it's a bit creepy to, uh, to like children's cartoons and go to a children's theme park and be an adult, but... You know what? You do you. Uh, the other one that I that almost made the top 10 because it is just such a cool movie. Again, one of my favorite movies from back in the day, Empire Records. Yeah, you know Empire Records. Liv Tyler. Yeah, just really cool. Rex Manning Day. You know the one. You know the one. So yeah, about a record store, a, a movie about a record store. Come on. And uh, some great great songs in there as well. And uh, a really good movie. But again, not quite. Didn't quite penetrate like these albums that we're talking about did all right are you ready are you ready for this are you ready let's reveal my number one movie soundtrack album of all time it is romeo and juliet or romeo plus juliet to be more accurate with the correct the correct spelling of it romeo and juliet soundtrack it came out at just a time in my life that I, it was the perfect timing. I was in late into high school. I was driving. I just started driving. And I remember, the very day I remember picking up this soundtrack from Kmart and sticking it in the CD player uh, in my car. And I think at the time, if I'm remembering correctly, did I have a CD player or did I have, uh, I might have had one of those tape plug-in things and a Discman on the passenger seat. But yeah, it was very early days of, of me listening to music in a car, driving around. And I turned this on 
And that, oh, uh, oh, uh, that number one crush from Garbage kicks off the album. Just would I lie to you? Would I lie? Yeah, right. And then it kicks into some Everclear, Local God by Everclear, one of my favourite Everclear tunes of all time. Ding, 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 ding. Uh, then you've got Angel, really cool song there by Gavin Friday. Uh, one Inch Punches, pretty piece of flesh, very dark and grungy song. Uh, you've got Butthole Surfers, Cardigan's Loveful. I mean, that's where that came from. Yeah, you know the Loveful song? Of course you do. Everyone's heard, love me, love me, say that you love me. And it goes on along from there. you got Radio Hit in there. <clears throat> you got the Wannadies. Uh, it is just really cool. And then a remix of Garbage at the end there on the deluxe version. <clears throat> the movie itself, Baz Luhrmann, uh, Leonardo DiCaprio, and uh, is it Rose? Rose Byrne? should probably know that name a bit better, shouldn't I? Uh, no, not Rose Byrne. Oh, Claire Danes. Is it Claire Danes? Anyway, I like the I like the music more than the movie, uh, but a really cool soundtrack. And the movie's okay. I do watch it once every sort of three or four years, and I'm like, ah, uh, I watch this for the music, clearly. But yeah, 1996, again, it was me. I think there's something about that senior year of high school, first car, able to, working, having money, buying a record, and then you stick it on, and you listen to it over and over again, and you end up loving it. So it's more about that, isn't it? Quite often, it's more about your experience with things like that than it is actually the quality of things, which is why if you're more into your composers, you're probably loving your John Williams and your Hans Zimmer and your actual musical scores of your movies, which is absolutely fine. Uh, if you're older than I am, then The Breakfast Club is probably your jam. You probably are more into the 80s stuff than you are the 90s. So yeah, mine is very heavily 90s focused. And maybe, maybe I'm missing a whole bunch of stuff. Where's my Gen Y and Gen Z and Zs and Millennials at? Maybe there's some really cool soundtracks that have actually come out in the last 10, 20 years that are even better, that I should be checking out. So feel free to let me know. You know me, I'd love to get feedback. I'm not, there's nothing right about this. I love doing shows like this because there's no debating it. What I like is what I like and what you like is what you like. And like what you like and uh, don't let other people tell you what you can and can't like. And I think I, I think I even use the word guilty pleasure in this podcast. Don't worry about guilt. No pleasures need to be guilty. If it's not hurting anyone else, not hurting you, not hurting anyone else, it's just a pleasure. It's just a pleasure. All right. Uh, thank you for, for uh, watching or listening in. If you are watching the video version, I would love for you to hit the thumbs up button down below. You can also check out all the links down in the description to all the ways you can interact with me and with the Studio Live Today community. If you're listening to the audio version on your podcatcher of choice, feel free to leave a rating there uh, to leave a, a review if you would like to as well. Tell other folks that this is a fun place, a fun, fun half an hour or so just to hang out. And especially here in December 2023, or wherever you are in the future listening to this in the uh, in the past, uh, it's, it's a good time, I think, to just... It's been a rough, what, three, four years? And I think it's time for us to just sit back and uh, have a bit of fun and enjoy some things. So hopefully you found this one interesting today. And as we say at the end of each and every show around here, please be kind to yourself, be kind to others. Keep creating, and I'll see you next time here on the Studio Live Today podcast. <laughs>